I want us to pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you, oh Lord, for that's what you're about to do here. We thank you for the message, the lesson you have for us. We thank you, oh Lord, for impartation. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you that we will have a taste of you. We will have a taste of, of your presence. We will have a taste of your power. We have a taste, oh Lord, of, of, of your voice in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, oh Lord, that may you put me aside and may you speak to your people. I pray, oh Lord, for enlightenment. I pray that may you open our eyes and, oh Lord, help us to understand the deep things of the word. Oh, we pray, oh Lord, for that in my world burning experience when jesus was explaining scripture and the disciples felt it we pray for that experience we pray oh lord that may you teach us individually and together we pray for treasures in this message oh lord that may you put treasures for only us you know us better we pray that may you put treasures in this message for us individually we thank you we bless your name we magnify your name in the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. So, Hallelujah. So, last two weeks we started with the kingdom, the kingdom of God, and hopefully, I'm going to end and um, what I started last two weeks today, Hallelujah. So, throughout when I started, as I said, when I started with the with the sermon, I thought it was going to be a one day sermon, but as I continued to do my research, like God just gave me revelational knowledge and insights and the more i looked into it the more i gained more understanding the more i was empowered the more i was enlightened so i'm so happy that we are here today that god can use me to also share what he has shared to me hallelujah so that we will live victoriously in the kingdom amen let's look at acts chapter 28 verse 23 it says they arranged to meet Paul on a certain day and came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. He witnessed to them from morning till evening, explaining about the kingdom of God. And from the law of Moses and from the prophets, he tried to persuade them about Jesus. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul thought about the kingdom. Earlier, we learned that Jesus was there, you know, going about ministering about the kingdom of God. And Jesus is the kingdom of God because he told the Pharisees that the, the kingdom of God is among you. The kingdom of God is among you. And he was the kingdom. So there is a reason for us to know the kingdom, for us to understand, for us to walk in the kingdom mandate in the kingdom principles though we are in this world we are not of this world so therefore we need understanding and insight in the kingdom to be able to walk in it victoriously it's like we are literally living on the earth and though we are believers we are just going by the way of the world and as we are doing that so it's like we are no different from people that are in the world but when we get to understand the kingdom principles when we get to know it we begin to live a life of victory and that separates us from the people of the world because we are not working in according to the systems of this world we are working according to the systems of the kingdom of god that is christ jesus so as i said earlier that you know unbelievers 
will see that why do you give tithes why do you do things why do you have to have faith you should see it before believing but then as believers in our kingdom we walk by faith and not by sight we we, we gain by giving and all those things so there is a reason us to know the principles of the kingdom and walk in it victorious or else we will just be we have the name tag christians or we have the name tag believers but then we, nothing about us will show that we are believers nothing about us will show that we are christian i was listening to one pastor on it's supernatural and the pastor was talking to sidwat and he was saying that those days when he was living in i don't know the i forgot the community he was living in but he said that yeah he used to go to church but everybody in the church like was literally living like people that don't even go to church people that are not believing so literally it was like christians that are atheists christians they are christians they are believers but they live their lives according to the world so there's nothing they just go to church on sunday that is all and they have the tag but nothing about them is different from the world so he he, he thought as well like why should he even go to church why should he believe in a god the people don't even believe in god and that is what he saw growing up and he messed up so we as believers we have to walk victorious we have to walk in the kingdom we have to show for the victory that christ has won we have to live purposeful life so that at the end when we meet jesus you know we can hear the you know you've done well well done my son well done my daughter you lived how i wanted you to live you lived victoriously you lived the life of dominion how i created you to live hallelujah amen so it's actually very um easy for someone to be saved and live just like the world it is easy and we see it around we see a lot of big churches but as dr michael preached the last time they're just full of babies so they believe yes but they don't know anything and they live their lives according to the world hallelujah so paul was speaking about the kingdom he was telling them persuading them about the kingdom said from morning till evening <laughs> I'm, I'm sure paul is just like me because for someone to speak from morning to evening it's he, he needs some grace <laughs> he needs some grace and he was explaining about the law he was explaining about the kingdom and was trying to persuade the people the bible said in acts chapter 28 verse 31 said he proclaimed the kingdom of god and taught about the lord jesus christ with all boldness and without hindrance he proclaimed the kingdom of god with boldness hallelujah there is boldness in the kingdom and there is boldness in the kingdom and the spirit of god will help you to proclaim about the kingdom of god because it is about jesus and the bible said the spirit of god speaks he testifies of jesus so let's continue with the way of life of the kingdom and we'll move on to some other subtopics so we ended with we do that we we, we live in the kingdom and all that we do pleases god so the next point is going to be we bear the image of christ that's the way of life of the kingdom as kingdom citizens we bear the image of christ so if i see you i'm supposed to see christ if i see your actions your speech i'm supposed to to see christ today i was watching something on i think apostle christian Creek, and she said something that you cannot be look like christ on the first day of salvation it takes time so as kingdom people 
as kingdom citizens we bear the image of christ as we continue in the kingdom we become christ christ lives in us and christ molds us into his image hallelujah first corinthians chapter 15 verse 47 to 50 the first man was of the dust of the earth the second man is of heaven as was the earthly man so are those who are of the earth and as is the heavenly man so also are those who are of heaven and just as we have borne the image of the earthly man so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man i declare to you brothers and sisters that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of god nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable hallelujah says the first man was made of dust the second man is of heaven jesus is of heaven and said as was the earthly man so are those who are of the earth and as is the heavenly man so are also those who are of heaven and just as we have borne the image of the earthly man so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man i declare to you brothers and sisters that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of god nor that not nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable so we bear the image of adam when adam sinned we bear his image and the sin cut across generations so generationally we became sinners just because we bear the image of adam and when christ came christ is of heaven christ is righteous you know christ is imperishable and we now christ has created a whole new revolution and we ought to bear his image so once you are in the kingdom once christ resides within you once you are a kingdom citizen you have to bear the image of christ and that is how sometimes you have you just have to sit down and reflect are my actions bearing the image of christ is my, my speech bearing the image of christ and you cannot just you know reflect based on what you think jesus should do but you reflect based on scripture so when you read scripture you understand you are enlightened then now you know the word because you know scripture you know the word so as you know the word you have understanding you are not just reading it you are still have understanding then it's renewing you then you are reflecting on yourself then you are asking the holy spirit to help you to bear the image of christ so as kingdom citizens we bear the image of christ sometimes you know as believers because you know we don't read the bible because we don't study god because we don't know whom we serve you can have an unbeliever telling you that this this is how you should be this is how a christian should be because you yourself you don't know and i've been a victim of that so many times because i didn't know i i I had you know i was a christian but i was just a church goer i didn't know god for myself i was just religious i wasn't i didn't have a relationship with god you know i didn't walk with god when you walk with someone you start to talk like the person the best of the same feathers flock together so christ changes you christ you know you become his image so many a times when we don't know the kingdom principle when we don't walk according to the kingdom of god when we don't walk with jesus we don't bear his image and we can have unbelievers telling us how we should be christians or how we should look and 
because we don't know we fall victim into self-pity and what have you hallelujah so as kingdom citizens we bear the image of christ this is one of the most important things bear the image of christ wherever you go whatever you do bear the image of christ so i came up with this what would jesus do what would jesus do and i don't base jesus on the movies i base jesus on the word i base jesus on my work i base jesus on the wisdom that i've gotten from god so if i'm doing anything what would jesus do if i do something that doesn't feel right oh um you know jesus is is it the right thing i should have done i'll go to the scriptures maybe next time i should do it better i should do it this way what would jesus do so as believers as kingdom citizens you bear the image of Christ. Once you know the kingdom, once you know the word, once you walk with God, no one can come and tell you do this and do that. It will be so funny with you because you know God as you know, God is with you. You know God is teaching. You know God is. You know you have a relationship with Him, and therefore you know He knows you are very deceived. So if someone from someone comes to say, you know, the devil brings accusations and whatnot, you are with Christ. You know God has confirmed you. <laughs> hallelujah so as kingdom citizens we bear his image the next is hardships and tribulations you know most of the times people when they come into the kingdom it's like because the world is full of trouble and what it's like they want a fairy tale <laughs> like oh and they lived happily ever after oh jesus has to give me happy ever after and it's so funny you know, God indeed gives us peace. God indeed gives us joy. God indeed gives us all those things. But that doesn't mean that the world will also look that you have that freedom. The world is set to fight against anything that is of God. The world is set to fight against you. Because just because you have freedom. They don't want you to be free. They want to hold you in bondage. I think I was watching a meme the other day and there was this guy that was talking to an old woman I think it was his grandmother he was saying that the woman had dementia or something and it's like she goes out and she forgets who she's with or she becomes paralyzed sometimes and he was talking to her he was like you are such a good woman you've done all the good things you've worshipped God you've done this but see you now you are so sad you know to look at you are sick and look at me I'm, I'm the worst of men I'm the most, you know, I didn't do all that. I'm bad. I'm this, but then I have. Uh, he said, I have, I have riches. I'm successful. I'm doing well, and and all that. Then suddenly, the old woman that seems to be paralyzed for a minute just turned to him and said that sometimes the devil traps you in success. The devil traps you so that you will never be free. So there are some there are some people that oh they are not having it's as if you know there is like the devil has given them free time they don't have attacks they are rich they are doing all sorts of things you know and it's like I'm doing all the wrong things but I'm I'm having success I'm doing all the wrong things but you know I have this I have that and it's because the enemy is keeping them in bondage the enemy is keeping them in bondage hallelujah so in the kingdom of god the enemy will target you there will be trials there will be tribulations just because you have broken free just because you are you you have freedom that the world doesn't have i quite remember when i was literally running away from god and i found myself in the world 
there was not a day that i wasn't depressed there was not a day that i would i, I just it's like waking up was a bed like i'm still alive what's for you know waking up was a bed there wasn't a day that i felt happy i looked happy but i didn't feel happy it was like oh what's my purpose you know the world <laughs> will give you trouble but as you come into christ the enemy doesn't want them the enemy wants to trap you in that cycle the enemy wants to trap you in that bondage so he will fight against you he will fight against you but that is it we have a hope in christ jesus that god will save us god and if god even allows us it's to work on us so paul says that he will glory in his trials he will glory he said i'm ready to die for you god i am ready to suffer for you because i count everything that i have attained as nothing i count this world as nothing i'm sure paul thought so right now if i die where am i going what will i go and tell god that i did what you told me not to do i lived my life how i wanted to live so yes paul knew there'll be hardship just because he has chosen christ the the, the world will, you know the all of they will all um let's say they will all join you they will all praise you they will lift you when you are doing the wrong thing but when you start to do the right thing <laughs> they will all be against you and that is you know satan for you that is the enemy for you so there are some people that say ah i'm a believer i'm a christian but i'm going through this i'm going through sickness i'm going through all that why why is god allowing it why why it's because you, you've chosen freedom it's because you've chosen light it's, and is and i like what paul says so much that i count the world nothing because this world is just he said this world is just um what do you call it we, we are just pilgrimaging like this this just it's just a transition it's just like one the bible said one day is a thousand years before the lord so this world is just a time where we are just you know we are passing through there is another whole world of of eternity and eternity is way more than maybe some 90 years some 100 years on this earth and that one is much more important so though they can have had they they go through hardship though they go to tribulation they will go through because they know god is with them god will help them the bible said when paul and peter was in prison god sent an angel wasn't an angel to you know bring him from there and the same and um, also some other apostles were also captured like james james was also captured but he he was you know killed so you think about it god why did you save peter why didn't you save james but james's mission purpose on the earth was done it was done so god took him and his glory in heaven as a mater <laughs> is more than he can even ask for in heaven than the pain and the hardship of this world i'm sure if they tell him to do it again he will do it <laughs> hallelujah so there will be hardships there will be tribulations but god will help you through it you have to pray through the tribulation you have to pray that oh lord i am willing to that if he loves someone you the bible said that love is 
that a friend will lay down his life for another. Jesus loved us to lay down his life for us. So you can imagine, like, God, I'll do anything for you. And it's because we have freedom. We have liberty. We have freedom. We have liberty. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 40, verse 22. It says, establishing and strengthening the souls and the hearts of the disciples, urging and warning and encouraging them to stand firm in the faith and telling them that it is through many hardships and tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. So as I said, you know, they were encouraging the disciples. They were strengthening them that you you go through hardships. You go through tribulation just to enter the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God is freedom. And with freedom, we have we have bondage in the world. We are bondage to sin. We are bondage to cycles. And you don't know how to bend. Immediately, you, you start to break free. The enemy will fight against you. I can't remember when... I decided that this time around I'm going to know God for myself. I'm going to start afresh. You know, I'm I'm going to go all out for God. I don't care what may come my way. I don't care if the enemy comes against me. That specific year, I was, you know, I was as almost all the night. I, I, I was scared to sleep because most of the times demons attacked me physically in my dreams, like it was so much that I go to the time I was just I was just scared to sleep alone. I was just so scared to sleep alone. Like they they come attack me in my mind and you know physically like literally and I would see them and it was so scary just because I chose to break free, just because I chose freedom, just because I chose the kingdom of God. It's like someone that is benefiting from you doing the wrong thing. They wouldn't like to leave you. <laughs> well, what would they benefit from? The enemy benefits when you are doing the wrong thing. The enemy benefits because he's, he, he has more people to go to hell. He, to tell God that, yes, I have more of your people in hell. Hallelujah. So there will be hardships. There will be tribulations. It's a fact. Once you decide to fight for God, the world will come against you, but God will sustain you. Just as God sustained Paul, just as God sustained James, just as God sustained Stephen, just as God sustained Peter, God will sustain you. Just as God sustained the generals, God will sustain you. I quite remember, um, I was listening to a supernatural and said what was talking about when he became a Christian. And he's like a Jew, like a Jew, like, Jewish Orthodox Jew and his family came against him they were fighting him just because he became a Christian and it's you can hear that in a lot of people's testimony there was one man that he said that when he got Christ when he got saved his family told him that it's either they is either he gives up takes upon the inheritor they give him part of the inheritance or he continues and he gets nothing from the family and he was like i can i consider it all loss <laughs> i rather like nothing and now he has so much more than that inheritance that they were telling he has freedom he has peace of mind he has joy you know he's in purpose he's working with god he doesn't have to live in fear hallelujah so yeah the hardships and tribulations will come but you have to trust God that God will sustain you. You have to trust God that 
whatever you go through, God, God, the Bible said everything works out for those who, who love the Lord, who fear Him. So God will work everything out for good. Maybe you are going through that so that God will train you. Maybe you are going through that so that God will nourish your character. Hallelujah. To for God to make you fearless. So most of the times I, I think about where I came from, I think about my family. And I think when I was a kid, I used to say I was a mistake because I wasn't supposed to be born at all and out of the blue I just came. So I always thought I was a mistake and whatnot. And as I got into God, as I knew God for myself, I realized I was never a mistake. I realized that all those things, the family I'm in, where I came from, what I encountered, everything was to make me who God has called me to be. God planted me in, you know, what I would call a bad soil. But then it was God's good soil because that would bring out what he has placed within me. So if I hadn't gone through all that, if I hadn't been here, if I wasn't in Africa, if I wasn't in Ghana, you know, if I didn't go to the schools I went to, if I didn't meet the people, if I didn't go through all those trials, all those tribulations, I wouldn't have become who I am now. They are all things that drew out what God has placed within me. Hallelujah. So in the kingdom <laughs> there will be trials and tribulations the next point is givers in in the kingdom we are givers in the kingdom we are we are givers the, the world will tell you that save 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 do this you know receive 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 but then in the kingdom Luke chapter 6 verse 38 it says here that give and it will given to you it will be given to you a good measure pressed down shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use it will be measured to you hallelujah so in our kingdom we give so give and it will be given to you a good measure pressed down shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use it will be measured to you so in our kingdom, we give and it is given to us. How we give, it is measured, it is pressed down, it is shaken together and it runs over and that will be poured back to us. He said, for with the measure you use, it will be measured, it will be measured to you. So in the kingdom, we are givers. If you want love, give love. If you want peace, give peace. Why? Because God has given us love. God has given us peace. So if anything, what you are giving out is what God has given you. If you want joy, give joy. Why? Because God has already given you joy. If you want forgiveness, give forgiveness because God has already forgiven you. So in our kingdom, we are givers. The world will tell you to save. The world will tell you to keep it for a rainy day. But the kingdom of God is saying give it. I was listening to Pastor Benahin and he was talking about how one time, I think he was owing a huge amount of dollars and it's, it's in the millions and he was owing it. And he realized that he had like 20 only twenty thousand dollars there if i'm not mistaken and he had this huge debt in millions so he spoke to his father-in-law and his father-in-law told him that give all that you have to god you know pay pay everything give it as a seed to god and he was like okay so the twenty thousand that he had he shared it he just gave it out you know small small to people's ministry and just gave everything up his board of 
directors got angry with him some left it was just left with only one or, or so they all left are you crazy young man you are giving out all the money of this organization you know they they poured their hearts out on him they lashed out on him and they walked out on him and he did what god said he should do through his father-in-law after he gave out that amount of money he those days they used to mail it he said i think the day before he started receiving money from people that like they people were just sending him money and the money they sent was so mad that he was able to cover all his debts <laughs> can you imagine he was owing so much money that he couldn't pay and uh, just obeying that instruction giving everything god gave him more god gave him all he needed and he was able to cover all his debt that should tell you that in our kingdom we are givers we give to receive we give to receive, and it's not, it's not only financial wise we give life we give peace we give joy we give in our kingdom we give you know compassion we give kindness we give gentleness we give self-control we give patience hallelujah so in our kingdom we are givers and if you walk with this understanding i believe that it will work so much you will see the results as i said for with with the measure you use it will be measured to you that is why god says that you know we should not judge and that is our next point we should not judge so in our kingdom we don't judge yes we have discernment yes we discern people's fruits but we don't judge so you might see you know when you look at someone you you discern the fruit so that you know that if you are to hear if you are to listen to the words of the person if you are to you know go into the church or join the fellowship so you can discern the fruits by their fruits you know them as scripture says but then you you don't judge you don't judge. It says here in Luke chapter 6, verse 37, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Hallelujah. So our kingdom is a principle. Do not judge. You have the power to discern. God has given us discernment to discern the fruit, but we do not judge. We do not say, you, this is what you did. You know, it's like Jesus and Mary Magdalene. When the people brought Mary Magdalena, Jesus, Jesus, they were condemning her. Jesus, Jesus, she did this. You know, she's 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 a whore, she's this, she's an adulterer or whatnot. You know, she did this and that. And they brought her to Jesus. We have to stone her according to the law of Moses. And Jesus, you know, got down. Jesus was just writing on the ground. And it's funny how they didn't get close to Jesus to see what he was writing. They all stood back and he was writing. After Jesus wrote, he said that anyone, anyone who hasn't sinned should cast the first stone. So literally, Jesus was telling them that uh, the scripture that says that remove the lock from your own eye before you start to remove, you know, the, um, I've forgotten the word they use, from, from your, your, your neighbor's eye hallelujah so we don't judge in our kingdom and that's one thing that i've taken upon myself like i will i i would not judge someone you know even if the thoughts come 
I would I would rebuke that thought, get deep behind these things, and I'm not judging this person. But I'll look onto the person with love. Because when you look onto the person, you look at everything else in the eyes of love. You look at it in the eyes of God, because God is love. So someone that you see that oh, this person is a prostitute, this person is a drunkard. In the eyes of love, God sees that this is my child, and my child is in pain. My child is in pain. This is my child, and this is what she's going through. So we do not judge, but we look on with love. We pray for them. We pray for them, and we speak with love. And we, though we descend, we descend. Though the fact that you know we shouldn't judge doesn't mean you should be yoked with unbelievers. That oh. God said we shouldn't judge, so I would know. Don't be yoked with unbelievers. Just don't judge. The, everything is standing from the heart. Is your heart right with God? Is your heart right? Sometimes you can't you won't even say by your judging And we we have all been victims, you know. But we pray that may God help us not to judge. May God help us to discern in, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The next is the light. Of the world as kingdom citizens we are the light of the world Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 to 16 it says here that you are the light of the world a town built on a hill cannot be hidden neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl instead they put it on its stand and it gives the light to everyone in the house in the same way let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven hallelujah so you are the light of the world you are the light of the world so as kingdom citizens we are the light of the world why because we are in the kingdom of god and the kingdom of god is jesus and jesus is the light so once jesus resides in us and we reside in him we are the light of the world so if the world needs salvation they look to the church because what when they look to the church they see jesus we are we bear the image of christ hallelujah he's the head we are the body so we are the light of the world so if there is someone around you that you know the person is going very well the person is doing all sorts of things you are the light they will see you are the light they will see that's how come you know that pastor that was talking about how he grew up and they were the church were they were doing the same thing as unbelievers and atheists and he didn't see the relevance it's because he wasn't seeing light he wasn't seeing light in the church the people were just church goers they just had the tag but there was no light in them they were not in the kingdom the bible says some there are some that were not from us from the beginning like they were among us but they were not from us so you are the light of the world i i use this to my advantage when i was working in a corporate you know at a point i got so fed up that i'm always being you know they are always fighting against me it's like another problem to another and i was always i wasn't okay i wasn't at peace it's like there was always a trial there was always a tribulation at sometimes i just give up <laughs> and, and i just you know like i'm just tired and you know all that and someone told me that jemima don't give up 
you are the light in that place if there is anyone that they will look to it is like the place of darkness and you are the only light so if they want to see jesus if they want to see light they will look at you because you are the light it changed my whole perspective it changed my whole narrative so now when they you know trials and tribulations and all those things come i just see that oh, the enemy that's just trying to do um skirmishes because he can't he doesn't have any power they can do it but they can't touch me they can try but they can't touch me why because i'm the light why because christ resides in me therefore there are others that are looking there are others that want the light that yeah though those because of the trust and tribulations it's like you can't see those people but they are also in the dark you can't see them they are in the dark you are the light but they see you they see you and they are you know looking at christ in you so we are the light of the world if the world needs light they come to us they look at you this single person you are the light of the world wherever you find yourself you are the light. in your home you are the light of the world in, in the office in, in your workplace you are the light of the world when you walk along along the street you are the light of the world so though the enemy can try and bring all sorts of things when you focus on that you you that's what that's what he tries to do to take your focus from god to take your focus from how you are going to take your focus from what god is doing to him hallelujah so you are the light of the world wherever you go you are the light if it's in church you know you are the, yes you are the light and you feel like oh they are doing things which are this and that you are the light you are the light that they see that pure nature that jesus nature you are the light that god has put in that place to show forth his glory hallelujah i i remember i preached a message on is um it's time to shine or shine your light so you can just look for it and just listen to the message it's a very powerful sermon and revelation that god showed me so yes we are the light of the world the next is the great commission i call it the last but one of yeah the way of life of the kingdom that is my i know there is so much more but this is what you know god spoke to me to give to us today the great commission he said to them march of the 16 verse 15 to 18 he said to them go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation whoever believes and is baptized will be saved but whoever does not believe will be condemned and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name they will drive out demons they will speak in new tongues they will pick up snakes with their bare hands and when they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them at all they will place their hands on the sick and they will get well hallelujah so once you are in the kingdom this message is for you this great commission is for each and every one of us so god gave us a commission he has given that that's the purpose of the church the great commission when jesus was about to die when jesus was going he said that okay then when jesus was about to um, you know go to heaven rather sorry he said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation whoever believes and is baptized will be saved but whoever does not believe will be condemned and i just realized that jesus just gave a command so when you walk in this command it's like the power in it you know attains to you 
just because you preach the gospel there is power inside just because is that whoever believes because you know people has believed your the message of salvation from your lips they will be saved just because it says that but whoever doesn't believe will con- be condemned it's it's a, a power that god has given you it's an authoritative power or anointing that christ has given each and every one of us in the kingdom our purpose is to preach the gospel our purpose is to spread christ so that the whole world every nation will hear of christ and be saved hallelujah says and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name they will drive out demons they will speak in new tongues they will pick up snakes with their hands and when they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them so he said that and these signs will accompany those who believe so once you are doing this you are preaching the gospel and you are baptizing people he says if you believe once you believe signs should follow signs should follow signs once you believe signs should follow so jesus has put in place signs to accompany you know the words you are saying to accompany that indeed you are saying what god has told you to say so when paul was preaching the gospel he was healing the sick the bible said aprons aprons that he has used were placed on the sick and they were well he was able to command the demons and they'll come out because of this great commission it wasn't a special anointing god gave him it was god's you know authoritative um, power to the church it was god's anointing to the church that once you speak my words i will bring signs i'll bring signs and wonders i'll bring signs to to confirm that is how god confirms god confirms his word with signs he confirms his word with signs signs and wonders said those who believe if you believe he will confirm if you believe you are preaching the gospel you believe in others you confirm that's why that's how come there was a time in in, in history they, they were not speaking in tongues it's like the church was dark there was no light yeah they were preaching about salvation they were preaching about heaven and hell they were, they were preaching all those things but it's like people they they didn't know even what tongues is though it was in the bible they were not speaking in tongues they were not you know it's like they skipped that part they've taken part of the bible and they've ignored that but it was until one man william Seymour. he william Seymour was a black man that was you know he wanted to be a minister he wanted to be a, a preacher but that time in america there was segregation so it's like though the minister was teaching the students yeah students he taught william Seymour would i, I when you read about him it's like he sits outside and he listens to, to the minister and one day the minister gave them a homework to you know about what they think about speaking in tongues and baptism of tongues and they went to do their research and as they brought their research and whatnot they prayed and they all you know began to speak in tongues and he took god this gift of speaking in tongues and it's and he was the you know the founding uh, um, father of the Azusa Street Revival and he came about to Azusa and the revival broke out people were speaking in tongues the Pentecostal it all started with all this so there was a time where they were preaching the gospel but they didn't believe in tongues they thought it was of 
the old days that they speak in tongues, healings, and it wasn't something that was common to them. So as they believed, as they had the knowledge, they believed all these things, the signs followed. The signs follow. So you can actually have people that believe in Christ but don't believe in the signs, don't believe in the miracles. Hallelujah. So Jesus said that those who believe these signs will accompany them, they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick on people and they will get well. And this should also tell us that you don't have to be a mature believer to operate in this anointing. This Jesus has word to the church. Jesus has already said it. So you just have to place yourself in in or align yourself to the word. So when you believe, once you believe, you start doing all these things. Once you believe, once you believe it will happen. Once you believe, you just have to believe. Hallelujah. Align yourself with the word. Believe. Preach the gospel. Pray that all of me, your signs follow. Just as you said, according to your word, and it will happen. Hallelujah. So that is Jesus' word to the church, the kingdom of God. Once you are part of the kingdom, once you are partaker of the kingdom, you are part of the great commission. Spread the gospel. Preach Christ. Preach Christ, not just in your words, in your life. Preach Christ wherever you are. Hallelujah. The next is hope. Hope. That is one thing that, you know, unbelievers have, um, um, unbelievers don't have and and we have. It's, It's one thing that they can never have unless they believe. Is that they don't have hope. <laughs> like some of them don't even believe that when they die, there's a heaven and hell. They believe that when they die, they've just vanished. <laughs> like how they came, like they just came, like they just vanished. So they live their lives lawlessly without anyone telling them what to do. What they want is what they do. What they feel like is what they do. Because they don't have hope. There is no hope for them. They glory in humanity. They glory in you know all these things they don't have hope you know they believe chance and time happens to them you know oh if you get it you get it if you don't get it you don't get it if you feel you do no self-control because they don't have any hope they don't have anyone to look up to they don't have any hope of eternal life they don't have any hope of what lies ahead they don't want to believe so when they find themselves in trials and tribulations and they believe that is it you go to the hospital and they tell you you have this and because you don't have any hope you receive it that oh then i'm dead they tell you that you have covid you're about to die then you receive it just like that because you don't have any hope you believe in what you see you walk by sight and not by faith but thanks be to god that we the people of his kingdom we have hope we have hope of eternal life we have hope of the coming kingdom of heaven we have hope of Jesus Christ that Jesus is going to come again he has already risen we have hope in Jesus we have hope of peace we have hope of a better life 
we have hope of, of, of heaven where there is no sorrow, there is no pain, where we will be singing and rejoicing in heaven, where there will be a banquet. We have a banquet. We have hope that Jesus, you know, is going to build a, a house for us. In, in, he said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. We have hope that Jesus is going to prepare a place for us. Hallelujah. I have hope. You have hope that when you are sick, you have hope that you know God can heal you. You have hope that even when it happens that your time on earth is done, you have hope that you you, you are going to a better place. Hallelujah! In that place, there is no um, um, trials. There is no trials. There's no tribulation. There's no sorrow. There's no pain. We have hope. And I, I pray that we will walk in this hope that we have as kingdom citizens. Romans 12 verse 12. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. So brace up your, your minds. Be sober. Be circumspect. Morally alert. Set your hope wholly and unchangeably on the grace divine favor that is coming to you when christ the messiah is revealed that is also first peter chapter 1 verse 13. so rejoice in hope live in hope be patient in tribulation be constant in prayer brace up you know so brace up your mind be sober set your hope holy and unchangeable on the grace that is coming to you when jesus christ is revealed hallelujah we have hope in jesus we have hope in eternal life we have hope that there's someone we can counter when you know you don't have money you have hope that there's someone that loves you so bad that he's working you know behind the scenes just to get you what you want you have hope when you, you face trials and um, tribulations that you know god is using it for your good and that you will come out bigger and better according to his will you have hope that your latter will be greater than your former you have hope that peace is a certain, that joy is a certain, that even though you are in a storm, you have peace. You have hope that you are not alone. We are, he said that we are more than they are. The people that are around us, though we can't see them, we are more than they are. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I have hope. I have hope in Jesus. I have hope. I have hope. The next is, this is another subtopic. It's talking about, you know, there are certain people that cannot inherit the kingdom. They cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And on and that is until they change. Until they change, they cannot inherit the kingdom of God. It says here in First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 1. God bless you, brother. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 1. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So, the unrighteous once you're unrighteous you cannot inherit the kingdom of god and the last time we spoke, we spoke about how to enter the kingdom of god or inherit and it's by being baptized believing in christ being saved so once you're unrighteous you cannot inherit the kingdom of god but once you are saved once christ has washed your sin he has baptized you you know and you take 
is like an exchange he has already taken our place so you also take his place of righteousness then you can enter the kingdom of god but if you are righteous you cannot enter the kingdom of god hallelujah and it says also here in galatians chapter 5 verse 20 to 21 says idolatry and witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissensions factions and envy drunkenness orgies and the like i warn you as i did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of god and i just realized something in the scripture that he said idolatry and witchcraft and there was a semicolon and after the semicolon he said hatred so that means hatred is witchcraft <laughs> discord is witchcraft jealousy is witch- witchcraft fits of rage is witchcraft selfish ambition they are all witchcraft dissension factions envying someone is all witchcraft okay so with the envy too he brought another semicolon he said drunkenness orgies and the like so all these things are idolatry and witchcraft hallelujah he said people that have this will not inherit the kingdom that is how come paul and john the baptist had to come before jesus the kingdom of god he said he was to prepare the way for the kingdom of god so his message was you know be baptized baptism by water baptism of repentance to prepare the people to enter the kingdom of god if the people were not baptized if the people were not hadn't repented they couldn't enter the kingdom of god so he he baptizes them and 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 his baptism was a baptism of repentance and he tells them don't do this if you are a task collector don't take more than you ought to if you are a soldier don't take bribe so he was literally washing them washing them of 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 their sins washing them for them to repent of their ways to be able to enter the kingdom of god hallelujah so once you have all these things you cannot enter that is how come you have to go to the throne of grace you have to surrender you have to allow god to wash you you have to allow god to you know have mercy on you to save you to forgive you then you receive him into your heart then you 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 are in the kingdom of god hallelujah the next is worldly riches can't give you the kingdom worldly riches can't give you the kingdom mark chapter 10 verse 23 to 25 jesus looked around and said to the disciples how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of god the disciples were amazed at his words but jesus said again children how hard it is to enter the kingdom of god it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of god hallelujah and this as jesus spoke about i'm sure they were trying to think about it as literal as possible but it's not really about you know that if you are rich you can't enter the, the kingdom of god if you are rich and you, you you've humbled yourself and you've gone to god you know you can enter the kingdom of god but jesus was talking about the hearts the nature of the heart you know there are certain people that because of their riches they don't respect anyone 
because of their they take glory in their riches like they already have an idol and that idol is their riches that idol is their money and they love it so much that they can't put it aside for anything at all it's like that is their god money is their god riches is their god and i believe that is what jesus was talking about that's yes you can have worldly riches but it's one it can't give you the kingdom for you to attain the kingdom of god you have to humble yourself come as you are naked before god and seek his mercy and seek his his favor and seek his grace and seek his salvation upon your life then you can enter the kingdom of god so jesus was talking about the heart the heart of these people the heart of some rich men let me say it that way that were engulfed with their riches that they are you know their riches were their god that they were literally you know idolizing money idolizing their riches you know that was that's their um that makes them have prominence in society that makes them people of nobility you know people respect them and they can get what they want and say that worldly riches can't give you the kingdom and it just occurred to me that um the story of lazarus and the rich man the rich man partied he chilled and all that and after he went to hell he was telling father abraham to allow lazarus to dip his hand in water and just put it on his lip or his mouth or something <laughs> Worldly riches can't give you the kingdom and i can't remember there was a time where a certain man when he saw that peter and the apostles they were you know laying their hands on people for them to receive um, um god receive the holy spirit and the gift of thanks he tried to buy the gift with his money that you know he wants this kind of power and peter said that may your money perish with you because his heart wasn't right he has said they find fulfillment in their world hallelujah but there is no fulfillment in the world there is no fulfillment in the world you can't have two masters you can't have serve both god and money so once you've chosen money you won't be able to enter the kingdom of god hallelujah amen so the next and the last the last is stumbling in the kingdom though we are in the kingdom it's very easy for us to stumble it's very easy for us to stumble it says here in mark chapter 9 verse 42 to 43 45 47 and 48 it says that if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble it would be better for them if a large milestone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea if your hand causes you to stumble cut it off it is better for you to enter enter life maimed than with two hands to go into hell where the fire never goes out if your foot causes you to stumble cut it off it is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and be thrown into hell and if your eye causes you to stumble pluck it out it is better to enter the kingdom of god with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where the worms that eat them do not die and the fire is not quenched hallelujah so once you are in the kingdom the enemy also finds ways for people in the kingdom to stumble so that's why sometimes you go to church and you realize that there are some people in the church that like they are stumbling they are doing all kinds of things you don't understand 
like, ah, why you shouldn't be doing this? You shouldn't be doing that. But they are doing it because the enemy is has caused them to stumble. And Jesus is saying that any if you cause any of these little ones to stumble, it would be better for them if a large milestone were hung. And that's the thing that the enemy uses people, he uses people to cause you know believers to stumble. And he's saying that the person that he's using is better, you know, like that person is in deep trouble if you like they use you to cause someone to stumble hallelujah but so that that also makes us see that even as you are in the kingdom of god the enemy will try to make you stumble that is how come he brings all these trials and temptation so we have to be careful and how are we careful by holding on to god by not thinking that it is our fight by allowing god to fight for us and holding on to him letting god direct our path there are certain people that you know fell just because they took their eyes of god one is david david was working he was there was a war ongoing and he was supposed to go and fight the war but he sat down in his temple that oh today i'm relaxing and as he was relaxing walking about you know aimlessly he went to see some woman you know having her rights batting or something and it caused him to sin so imagine if he didn't take his eyes off the battle if he didn't take his eyes of fighting with his people he did he went with his soldiers and he went to fight with them all these things wouldn't have happened but because he took his mind from god for for a time oh let me be relaxed and it's causing me i'm sure if he had consulted god about it god wouldn't have allowed him to stay. God would have said, no, David, go and fight. So sometimes the enemy gets us when we go on vacation with God. There's nothing like vacation with, um, we go on vacation without God. There's nothing like vacation without God. You Even if you go on vacation, go with God. Let God direct you. Let God lead this. You know, make, hold on to God. Never lose sight of God. Don't say that today I'm tired. So God, I'm tired of you. No. Even if we want to rest, rest in God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, it's very easy to stumble in the kingdom. Here yeah, you are in the kingdom. It's very easy to stumble. And, and, and the scripture is saying that if you see that your hand, your hand is causing you to stumble, cut it off. So, I am okay with some people that say that, you know, I was working with this friend and I, I don't know, I'm just not okay. It's causing me to do things or try things i didn't want to do so i'm cutting that friend off it's fine <laughs> it's it's fine because you are looking on to god you are looking on to being righteous before god it is fine it is fine so he said if your hand is is causing you to stumble cut it off pluck it out though people have used it in the wrong way now but then you know our goal to be the kingdom of god it is easy to fall but once you have your eyes on god once you have your eyes on god in the kingdom once you hold on to him god will help you to stand god will help you to stand hallelujah hallelujah so there is stumbling also in the kingdom hallelujah this has been a powerful um, series i thought it was just a one day series but it's funny how it has continued for this series the kingdom so in conclusion 
I'll conclude with this scripture, Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. God was pleased to give us Jesus. Jesus addressed the crowd as a flock, literally a flock of sheep. In other in other scriptures it says jesus said my my sheep hears my voice so jesus in this context was addressing those who believe that god was pleased to give his son to them hallelujah and we are the people that god was pleased to give us his son god was pleased to give us the kingdom he was happy to give it he didn't look at us and say you've done this and you've done that because jesus has taken our place and we are the righteousness of god so he was pleased to give us his kingdom hallelujah i want us to pray that what we have learned here we pray for impartation that oh lord may we be imparted we pray also implementation that may we implement this word in our lives in the mighty name of jesus mazanda iletsamba reis kendoli eskampa askindaya maiskiles kendori eskampa shanta mezengela azala in the santa rashanta karababa may i live out oh lord this wisdom of the kingdom oh lord may i live out this understanding of the kingdom in the mighty name of jesus may i not just be a, a hearer may i be a doer of your word in the mighty name of jesus we pray oh lord that as kingdom citizens, oh Lord, lighten, lighten the, enlighten us, enlighten us in in wisdom and in knowledge, enlighten us in Your word, in the mighty name of Jesus. Karabason terebosa, mashe terebosa, rababasheita. We pray that the fire in us may it continually burn. In the mighty name of Jesus, may our fire never be put out. In the mighty name of Jesus, rasa. I can feel in my spirit that there is a fire within me that is burning. And God is saying that He's actually lighting up someone's fire. He's light, He's relighting up the fire that, that was put off. He's lighting it back up in the mountain name of Jesus. The sun terebosa, makasin terebosa, rabababashita. Oh, thank you, Lord, oh Lord, for giving us this great commission to preach your gospel. Thank you for hope. Thank you, Jesus, that we are the light of the world. Thank you, Jesus, that we are givers in the kingdom. Thank you, Jesus, for grace to stand even through hardships and tribulation for grace to praise you for grace to know that you are with us oh lord you are closer than a brother in the kingdom thank you oh lord jesus that we bear your image thank you oh lord jesus that you will help us not to stumble thank you lord jesus that you have you know you have loved us enough and you you have been pleased to give us the kingdom we thank you Linking Ponsana Mama Santa Kinda Mama Sente Reposa Razanda Dia Lamba Santa Cadia Mikey Zoria Rababa Shate Reposa Lucite Reposa Rababa Shata. I just see my spirit God crowning someone. Lilabasote Reposa Rababa Shata Lucite Reposa. Oh Lord, may that 
it manifest in the mighty name of Jesus. Masanta Rabashita, Dozen Terebosa, Rabababashita. Thank you, O Lord, that we are citizens of your kingdom. Thank you for what you are doing through and with us. Thank you for enlightening us. Thank you for wisdom. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, O Lord, that you have chosen to, to, to give your word, to give your power to to children thank you thank you we love you lord we love you we thank you for who you are we thank you for having your way today in the mighty name of jesus i pray for everybody that is here today i pray that may they experience this word oh lord confirm this word with signs and wonders confirm this word with signs and wonders may they see the confirmation in their life may they see the signs may they testify oh lord of your signs in the mighty name of jesus i pray for anyone here that came here in here with a heavy heart i pray for peace i pray for joy pray that may you find rest in Christ Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.